Who would have ever thought that entering Christmas week, the Browns would be 10 and four and all but have secured a spot in the postseason. We're back. Josh and Joe, WFNY Instant Insights Podcast Edition after the Browns just made it look basically pretty easy against the Colt McCoy and Freddie, Mc, Freddie McKitchens. Wow, Freddie McKitchens. Freddie Kitchens led New York Jets beating them, or New York Giants. Wow, I'm struggling. It's like, man. 20 to 6. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, take the win, but it was quite boring. Yeah. Hey, a boring loss is a, is a good loss, man. Yeah, they uh, they took care of business um, like we've seen all year against these uh, low-level teams. They they take care of business. And, yeah, today was – today it was – I uh, Scott talked about it on our Slack uh, channel that uh, it, this was like the most relaxed game that we've ever had. <laughs> Like there was never, I never really had a thought like, "Oh, this team could beat us." I I felt good about the whole game, um, and and Baker Baker was excellent, continuing off his three week. Uh, Is this the real Baker? I I think so. Man. Yeah, I think it's like the just the just the it, I tweeted about it. The ins how connected they are with with him and Stefanski and the play calling. He's just – they're just running it with perfection right now. Um, his accuracy is just off the charts. He, he was throwing lasers today, man. And let's um, pour one out again for – is the Browns offense better without OBJ? Because that had to have been brought up at least ten times tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just, as Browns fans, can we just agree? Can we just hold that off until the offseason? Let's, let's talk about it later. Like, this team's 10 and 4, and they have a real, a really, really realistic ex- um, chance next week to clinch for the playoffs. Your Cleveland Browns are playoff. It's, I can't believe that, like, it's Christmas. And there's usually two things I don't want to talk about during Christmas, and it's politics and the Cleveland Browns. Right. One of those yeah. things I'll love to talk about, and it's sure as heck not politics. Yeah, I have I have a Steelers fan in my family, and it's been it has always been rough talking. You have to take advantage. It's almost like oh yeah, Ohio State <laughs> over Michigan because eventually Michigan's going to beat Ohio State <laughs> this year. Right. You have to take advantage of the Browns actually being good. Seriously, yeah, it's like. Even last year when we were, like, fighting for the playoffs with – sort of fighting for the playoffs, like, midway through the season when we and Pittsburgh were struggling, I still couldn't gloat because then we lost to them. So it's it's nice to be in this position to be 10-4 and four and, pro, what, 90% now, I think, for the playoffs. So. I feel like if I wrote the Browns – the Cleveland Browns are 10-4 – uh, spell check would like underline it in red and say that's not correct. Right. <laughs> like it just doesn't like it doesn't sound right to it's say wild, it. I, don't type it. I know. I like just getting to double digit wins. Like <laughs> I, I, it just unimaginable. Hey, it's right a now. whole new world. It is, man. It is. We have a quarterback that's just throwing darts. We have a we have a coaching staff that just runs game management and game calling uh, to perfection, man. It's it's great to see. Do you know what was also great to see? Speaking of game management and clock management and play calling, was that going against Freddie Kitchens is so much better oh. 
then so like, being on your side. Like that fourth down call where like it was like that fake. I don't even know what it was. It was like, wow, the Freddy Kick Kitchen's experience is a lot better than said. Yeah, it's it's night and day, man. <laughs> I love Freddy, but holy cow. Like seeing it from the other side, that's why I feel like when the Browns took the lead, I was like, all right, game's over. There's no way a Freddy <laughs> Kitchens and Colt McCoy led offense is coming back from this. No <laughs> shot. Right, yeah. They just put him in a hole early, and it was like, okay, what are they gonna do? Colt McCoy's gonna turn into turn into an actual good quarterback. Yeah, it was it, it was another game that the Browns were were huge, huge had a huge advantage in the coaching aspect. Uh Stefanski just died. And also just got red line for spell check. <laughs> right. I know, right? Was, yet again, the Browns had an advantage in the code like not only coaching, but play calling, like everything. Right. How many times have we said that this year? This is like it's gotta be well, besides the games that we don't count, which is the yeah. two blowouts that we don't right. know about. I'd right. say it's almost every game. It is wild how how just he's it's like he's like a veteran coach, man. He's just making the right decisions. The, that game management at the end of the first half where he where he ran down the clock and scored a touchdown. Like when have we ever seen <laughs> The clock management that way. We all know what would have happened if it was last year, Joe. We all know. Let's not rehash any of that. <laughs> oh my god, it would have been. We would have been at like the fifty yard line and ran out of time. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was. It's great to see, man. Um, it's just the whole offense is just moving so well. Uh, even the run game wasn't that great today, um, but the pass game just stepped up again. Um, it's showing that this is more than a one-dimensional offense. The running game didn't have to do anything, though. I no, mean, Nick Chubb right. had 15 carries or 50 yards and a touchdown. Right, yeah. They had it's, 106 yards on the ground, but they didn't. I mean, when Baker Mayfield – I want to know what happened to Baker Mayfield the last, like, three or four games because he literally looks completely different. I think part of that is confidence. Like, mm-hmm. he's playing like this, so he's just his cocky self, which is awesome when the Browns are winning and he's playing like this. But I want to know, like, what changed? Like, was it something behind closed doors and practice and preparation? I don't know, but I love it. I feel like I feel like we we can't just say the last three games because the prior to that we had the three worst weather games of all time. So like we couldn't really. It was hard to hard to tell like how bad he was or how good he was in in those circumstances. So it might have been even longer strides where he was just getting more comfortable with this offense um i think that's just the main thing man just getting comfortable getting more comfortable without obj just say it just say it joe uh i i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but yeah it's 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 it shows you that how much coaching matters like last year it showed like he had no help from the coaches he was put out on an island and it showed. And Not only no help, but Baker, like the coaching staff made things tougher for Baker than they did. Like yeah. Not doing anything at all. Yeah. How many weeks have I, weeks did I show in my film room last year where it would be like a third and 10 and they would, they would, they would have like five out and it would be all like streaks down the field. Like that's not helpful. That, or like, fourth and eight and run a draw play. <laughs> or that too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just night and day, man. Um, just the uh, the coaching, and it's it's fun to watch, man. 
I mean, yes, I'll compare this to when Ohio State was struggling yesterday. I was like, I was like, all right, it's the Buckeyes. They're going to come back and win. Right. From the opening kick tonight, I was like, there's no shot the Browns lose this game. No shot. Right. right. It's, it's I think crazy. that's the first time I can ever say that about the Browns. I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I can never. It, it was a weird feeling today. It was really weird. Just like I was so like. Like last week, I was like nervous. I was kind of like antsy for the beginning of the game. Like today, I was just watching the NFL and just kind of comfortable waiting up to to the night game. It's fun. It's fun being in this position. And for those saying, hey, it's just the Giants and they didn't have Daniel Jones and they didn't have Saquon Barkley, check out what happened in the Jets Rams game today. It's the NFL. A win's a win. Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of that already, which is just ridiculous. It, it seems like they they keep making this um, keep making excuses, um, but they're they're producing. That's all we can ask for. I'll continue to say, it, and this is a shout out to everyone at WFNY. There's a lot of haters when it comes to the Browns being successful. There is. No matter what the Browns do to win a game, there's always going to be people on the other right. side explaining why they shouldn't have won or why they did one, why they right. did win. Right. Yeah. It's as as people who watch it every every week, we see a difference. There's a huge difference with, with this team, just even from the beginning of the season. This this team, this is a different team, an improving team each week, and it's great to see. It's not only great, but it's freaking fun. It's I fun. Tell you the last time it's I had so fun, fun during the Browns game, especially in December, right. like that's oh such a. Right. Yeah. Usually, around <laughs> December, losing football games to get a better draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. We would be. We would shout out draft. the Jets for losing Trevor Lawrence today. <laughs> My condolences to all Jets fans. But seriously, yeah. to be able to have fun and root for a winner in late December is just. I'm 29 years old, and I don't think I've experienced that that I can remember. No, I. I, I fairly I it was a bit like with the Kelly Holcomb offenses and stuff, but like that was way back, and they still barely got in that year. This is just it's they're winning and it's they're scoring points and it's 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 fun to watch, man. And winning and scoring points, oh my winning, gosh, right? So weird. <laughs> like how many times have we saw wins where we would score like seven points or? It would be like twelve to six or something like that. Like we're scoring points. We're we're one of the top offenses right now. It's, it's points. Fun, OBJ was brought up a lot tonight, but I don't think I heard one point differential topic. Positive. Wow, this, there is progress. Shout today to today helped that. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually just looked it up. The Browns are still no, nope, they're negative six. Oh, we're so close. So close for you. Next so week, far. I feel it. Next week, <laughs> we got the Jets, man. Let's we got to run up the score next I week. Know I said this a lot, but I feel like even if you combine the Jets and Giants, I don't think they'd be a playoff team. Still, that's how bad they are. I, that's why I don't get like how the Rams lost today. Right. Not only yeah. are the Jets bad, but they have Adam Gase as their head coach. It's like a yeah. that's the part where a double negative does not make a positive. Right. Frank Gore is the running back. Like yeah, 
800-year-old Frank Gore is around. Right Frank Gore was around before computers. So, like, he was around before podcasting even started. That's crazy. It's wild, man. Uh, I Yeah, I couldn't believe that's that. As we said earlier, that, that just shows you, like, you can't take these wins for granted, man. Like, the Jets won today. Like, who I, I've been saying all year, this is the worst team I've ever seen. And they won a game. That's just wild. You know, the only part that stinks about the Jets winning is that they weren't going to go. They're not going to go zero sixteen anymore. Yeah. Shout out to the Browns. I Too bad. <laughs> the Browns going zero sixteen seems like decades ago, not just a couple of years. But oh, hey, just we're like in a new year. regime, brand new team. It is what yeah. it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to shout out the offensive line too today. They they had they lost. Uh, Hubbard today or early on, like almost the second or third play. And, and Nick Harris stepped in. Um, it was awesome to see their pass blocking. They, they, they faced a really good defensive line and they shut them down during, uh, in pass blocking, which is, which helped Baker just expose their defense uh, secondary. Um, so yeah, shout out to the offensive line. They were huge today. I know we've been saying the next man up, and it's cliche. But for the Browns' offensive line to do that, I mean, they were without Wyatt Teller, so they had to go to Chris Hubbard. And then Chris Hubbard went down, so they went to basically their third-string right guard, and Nick Harris balled out, as a, especially yeah. as a rookie. And it, yeah. I think it proved that the Browns have a bunch of depth up front. Yeah, yeah. We saw, we saw it all across the offense. Like, if you really look at our offense – We've had guys step up. We've had look at our receiving core. We've had Rashard Higgins. Wait, who are they missing that receiver? Oh yeah, no. OBJ. Okay, go on. Donovan Down, People Jones just has stepped up, made big plays week after week. Now, it, it, it's across this offense that they show that they have depth on this team and really quality depth that can step in and and play and be productive, which is which is. Which is new for a Cleveland Browns team. As an Ohio State fan, I need to hate on Michigan in every podcast. So shout out to Harbaugh and the Wolverines. Oh my gosh! For not showing Donovan Peoples Jones potential at Michigan and allowing him to drop to the sixth round to the Browns. It, Thank it, you very much. It's, it is wild. Like, like it's it just shows how much bad quarterbacking coaching they had. Like this kid has stepped in from. Like, you Oh, go on, go on, go on. He stepped in from his rookie season, and he's making big plays for him. Like that Cincinnati game where he won that got the winning touchdown. Like, like what were they doing at Michigan, man? You don't even need a negative recruit. If you're just recruiting a wide receiver that is also being recruited by Michigan, just go show them. Show them that. People that. I actually looked it up. Donovan Peoples-Jones needs like 140 more yards in the final two games to have more receiving yards this season than he did as a senior at Michigan. That's wild. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy, crazy, dude. He was their number one receiver. There. He was their number one receiver. I mean, he barely played when OBJ was healthy. I mean, right. he didn't play until a week. Really, he's, I mean, he's not like a game-changing wide receiver, but he's like, uh, he yeah. can turn into like a really good wideout. Right. Yeah, just like Higgins has. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing that it's amazing that they just keep, they keep putting guys out there and they're producing, which is just a huge, huge kudos to the offensive uh, coaching staff. They're getting these guys ready to play. Um, even if they're not su- suited to play right away, or if they're not expected to start, um, they're ready and they're ready to go, which is, 
which is what you want in coaching. That's that's one of the bigger things in coaching, I think, um, just having players ready to go. Like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. it's. I it's, mean, that's so – play calling is obviously the most important, yeah. but, to, but to have – this much depth is not only yeah. like a sign of having a good general manager that knows how to yeah. put a team together, but it's a sign of a good coaching staff that knows how to get the best out of their players, no matter if they're starters, second trainers or third trainers. Like we, yeah. like Nick Harris proved today. I mean, yeah. who would have ever thought two weeks ago that Nick Harris would be playing significant snaps. Right. They went on the, that's the third, the third uh, on the depth chart guard, and and he played really good. He, I think, he let up one sack against one of the best defensive lines in the league. Um, that's that's wild, and that's that's great to see. Um, it just shows that they have a, a developmental coaching staff and just a, a really damn good one. I, that's still such a foreign concept. The Browns right. have a really damn good coaching staff. I feel like is that like even allowed to be said, <laughs> right? It's like it's so weird. Like, like I'm so, so used to being stuff. negative about the Browns that it's weird right. to be so positive and like, like so be like truthful about it. So much stuff we said this year is like I, I can't believe we're saying it about a Cleveland Browns team. We we haven't said it in what twenty or thirty years now. I don't think I could have said it in my lifetime, to be honest. Right? Yeah. It's I, just, I, like I don't want to be negative. Do, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be negative, but just as a Browns fan, I'm used to being negative, and I'm used to trying to be like optimistic, even though it's I not mean, realistic. Yeah. Now you can be optimistic and have it be realistic. Right? Yeah, we're we're having we actually can back up our optimism with like actual results, which is just so fun. This this team is My just so fun, fun, man. It is. It really is fun. I just can't believe yeah. that. Christmas is five days away, and mm-hmm. the Browns are ten and four. Ten and four, ten and four, and then we'll let's talk about the playoff situation here. So, ten and four, uh, we got the Jets next week, which is just like the Giants game today. I, I See, hey, I'll say it. I'll say it. I won't even. I know the Browns can be the Browns sometimes, but I'll say it. W. W. I I agree, man. I I know we're probably jinxing ourselves, but still, like th- this is. We saw today a bad team in the Giants. They're worse than that, and I think the Browns will take care of business. So we get that W, hopefully, um, if we uh, follow through. Um, and then we're just looking for one loss from either the uh, Ravens, Dolphins, or Colts, and and then they're in. So next week, Browns fans, we, we might have a uh, playoff team officially. Joe will buy the champagne and we will pop will. it live on stream. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I hope I hope it's I hope it's dur- like if they get the result during the during the uh game or something like that and they can actually celebrate afterwards. Well, that would be fun to see. Or just go celebrate during the game and just leave Adam Gase's team just standing there and not knowing what to do. I'm fine with that too. With his eyes. Oh, don't let me I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. It's too scary. <laughs> too late at night. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Seriously, I watched his posting in press conference, and he did it again. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's just his natural look. Like, someone needs to tell him, like, Adam. You're scary. You need to change it. You need to change your look. I don't know if he has a wife, but if he does, his wife has to be like, yo. Yo. You have to change your like, look, what dude. What are you doing, dude? 
Like there's a death stare and then there's a death stare. And then he has like the death stare. It's yeah, it's scary. It's scary, man. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm with Adam Gase and the Jets. I mean, they already ruined their chances at Trevor Lawrence. I feel like <laughs> they can't even ruin their chances even more by winning again. So I feel like they're gonna not only stink, but try to lose. Yeah. It's I I yeah, I think I think they got their win out of their way. I think they feel good about that, and then they'll be back to the Jets that we know and love. So it's actually good that they got their win out of the way <laughs> this, this past week, um, and the Browns can just uh, – That would have been the Browns' instant ever to have oh the Jets for the first win. I mean, that would have been the past Browns, not this year's Browns. Right. This year's <laughs> Browns are completely different. But, yeah, man, that I, I think that I would have abandoned this podcast if that would have happened. <laughs> it would be just the Joe podcast. <laughs> Josh has officially quit. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm sending in my letter of rec- resignation, and I'm out. <laughs> Even though there is no letter of resignation because this isn't a full time job, but hey, yeah, it right. is what it is. But seriously, I, I don't I think in like next week's game. <laughs> yeah, next week's game should be if the Browns take care of business. The next next week's the most important thing about next week's game is staying healthy. And getting healthy, just like today. I hope Hubbard and um, Sheldon. Sheldon Richardson aren't too bad off. I mean, I'm fine oh. if they miss next week. Uh, it, that's fine with me. That shouldn't be too big of a loss next week. I'd rather have them for 100% for Pittsburgh than like 80% right. next week and 90% for Pittsburgh. So, Yeah, let's hope we can get Teller back for Pittsburgh um, because I think the run game, it, 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 it definitely shows – when Teller's not there, um, it just doesn't run as smoothly. Um, so hopefully they can get him back. Um, and hopefully, hopefully Miles can get back. We, he tweeted after the game that COVID, COVID sucks, man. It, it is it is hurting him, man. It is rough. I can only imagine, like, not only must it stink trying to breathe while like playing football, but especially yeah. in that cold weather. Oh my gosh, that has to be and like, you're getting and you're getting hit in the chest every play. Like it's gotta be just rough. And let's be man. honest, we're all humans. You know the NFL players are hitting him in the chest well, purposely because they, they know he had COVID. Oh there's no yeah, there's yeah, I every play I would imagine they're getting he's getting a quick jab in the in the chest. Yeah, it, it's it's showing man. He he just he hasn't been the same and it just shows you how bad that disease that uh that I mean they did it a little too much tonight, but they zoomed in on him a lot, I know, in the first half, and he was always heavy breathing right. no matter what down it was, no matter if it was the first play of the drive or second play of the drive, anything. He was always breathing very heavy. Yeah. I think that's why they kinda they kinda left him out there late in the game there. You, you were wondering like what what were they doing? I think they're just trying to get him back into shape, kinda not shape, but like just getting his his, his uh, breathing back and getting his training back, just to, so it can feel better. Because it, it's he's 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 struggling out there, man. He's obviously still being. And the Browns are going to need him in the playoffs. They need right. him to be at least like ninety five percent. Yeah, they need. Garrett. Yeah, they need dominant uh, Miles, which has been Olivier Vernon to step up um, in uh, without. Uh, the full healthy Miles Garrett. He, he's had a couple. He's had a nice uh, stretch of games the last few weeks. Um, he's really stepping up uh, for this defense. They they needed somebody to to come and help Miles. 
But I mean, when the offense looks this good, do you really need a dominant defense, right. especially against these right. the opponents right. that they face? I mean, in the that's playoffs, obviously, obviously, it's a different story. But right, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that's what we're looking forward. But like, that's 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 also another change. Like, we're not even looking at our next opponent right now. We're looking towards the playoffs and towards better teams, which is at awesome. this point we're usually looking forward to next April for the NFL draft, yeah. not like. Yeah. Looking ahead to two weeks from now in the playoffs, which will be defense, 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 defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about defense. that. But I can, if yeah. there was a bet for how many defensive players the Browns would draft, <laughs> I bet all of their picks. The maybe okay, maybe one random one, but yeah, it would definitely be the yeah. over no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah that the the defense they only gave up six points, but. <laughs> It was it was still not the greatest performance in the world. Um, they definitely lived up to their bend but don't break defense uh, philosophy that they've been showing. But yeah, um, they left a lot. They made Paul McCoy look like Tom Brady out there in the first quarter at times. I was like, yeah. yo, defense, you can't blame this one on Anderson Dejo either. He's not even playing. So right. what are we doing yeah. here? Luckily, the. Uh, the Jets have bad coaching, or the Jets, the Giants have, uh, were having really bad coaching uh, decisions in that first quarter, first half with the red zone decisions. Shout out to the good old Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, Freddie, coaching, uh, Freddie Kitchens led offense, struggled in the red zone? Who right. saw that coming? Yeah, I think they, what, they got in three times and they came away with three points. Three times, three points. <laughs> like, that's... Like, I think that basically proves that last year's struggles in the red zone were totally due to coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and, like, like I said, I love Freddie, but holy cow. Let's, let's talk about that. And, and on the other side, the Browns defense came in as one of the top uh, red zone offenses and they faced the number one defense in the red zone and they shredded them. <laughs> they, they went in there I think it was. I think they were perfect getting touchdowns uh, in the yard zone. Today. I know they were at least two for two, but I don't know if they went into the red zone later in the game because honestly, I didn't really pay attention too much to that kind of stuff later in the game. But yeah, I know they started off two for two. Yep, three for three. Yep. Yeah, they were three for three today versus the best red zone defense. So well, two for so two touchdowns and a field goal. I'm assuming. They, uh, oh no no my bad my bad they had a yeah, mistake yeah yeah I forget I was thinking they had two field goals yeah they had which by the way is not Cody Parker's fault that was yeah. due to the penalty I mean which, they had a forty-eight no yard out. extra point and they <laughs> went boink. Speaking of penalties, how about that drive where they just they overcame two penalties in the red zone? Uh, one of them was like a ten-yard penalty, and they still scored a touchdown. Like how well, many times? It, How was many it a personal foul? I think it was a 15 yards. Clipping or just clipping? Clipping. Yeah, it was clipping, which I think is 15 yards. Um, I, it's 10, but I think it was a personal 10. foul because it was an offensive lineman, not another offensive lineman. Yeah. Or a defensive lineman. I mean. Yeah, which is. So, yeah, they overcame a lot, and then Nick Chubb yeah. still scored. Right. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen. We've seen that, like penalties just derail a offense of possession, and we would score like, off like, All right, and it's fourth and goal from the Browns' forty-five yard line. <laughs> a missed field goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, like, it's just it's fun, man. Being able to not only score in the red zone, but 
get touchdowns in the red zone is going to be so key against a team yeah. like Pittsburgh in, in the postseason. I mean, you have you not like field goals won't even be good enough if you're in the red zone. You have to score touchdowns. Right. It's wild. Like just the the improvement from last year. That was probably the number one struggle for them. Uh, the Browns just could not score touchdowns in the in the red zone last year, and this year they're 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 doing it with a lot of success. And it's by number one, we call one A, one B, one C, because there were right. a lot of number one struggles right. last year with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, right. And we come back to the same thing. Why why are they better coaching? <laughs> coaching matters, people. Yeah. Coaching matters. Like this game, this game was all about that. Just. Just the improvement of the coaching. It, it just ho- so happened to be that we played Freddie Kitchens, but it was just uh, it just showed that coaching matters and how much to improve that this coaching staff has done for this team. Like I like I already said, I love Freddie. I wish <laughs> he would have had success because he seemed right. like a good. He seemed like a good dude. Had all night tonight, seeing that the Browns are ten and four after what happened last year. Right. It's, and they didn't really add anyone. Let's be honest. They didn't really make that big of changes since last year. I mean, they added a few here and there. But to go from last year to this year, yeah. and the only yeah. big change was the coaching staff, Freddie has to be like, man, I really did suck last year. <laughs> I guess I'm not I'm guess I'm an, uh, a, a head coach uh, material. <laughs> I think you learned that. Uh, just like watching I said, that. I learned that more on the Browns. General manager for hiring Freddie than I do Freddie himself because he just wasn't yeah. here. But I'm without, we're not talking about last year anymore. Yeah, the Browns are done for. There's two games left in the regular season, and we're talking about the postseason. It's still, like I said, it still does not seem real. It doesn't. I I can't wait for next week. Uh, fighting the mighty Jets. And let's take them down. The fighting Adam Gases. I'm, it'll be the first time I watch a post-game press conference because I just need to look at Adam Gase's eyes. Because it's like it's scary, but like it's hysterical at the same time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to see him a lot during the game. We might have some staring in the game too. Oh, <laughs> you know there'll be some staring. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. It's a beast of the glory. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's better about next week. Is that there's a very good chance that the Browns will have a, a positive point differential. They'll be eleven and four with a positive point differential. We that's made like, it, guys. That's like, we're yeah, that's we're almost game. there. We're so close, guys. We're almost there. We're at the finish so line. Close the block, the, the I can feel it. The Browns are currently plus six. They'll find a way to win by five. I don't know how it happen, but they'll find a way to win by five. It's like it's been that like that. All year, they've had so many so many useless garbage touchdowns scored against them. It's just astounding how many they've had. I think they've had. I think someone did it like it was like five or six games that they just like. <laughs> it's like they're scoring these garbage touchdowns and just like hurting us. <laughs> point differential, which shows you that point differential is a bunch of. It's almost like it doesn't matter except. For ESPN headlines, that's right. really the only thing. And for national radar headlines, right? I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll see one again this week. Luckily, the there's no tiebreaker. Point differential. <laughs> Luckily, there's no tiebreaker for point differential. So oh, good. It truly doesn't matter. Was, oh man, that would be so Browns. The Browns <laughs> missed out on a 
playoffs by having a negative point differential. Oh my, <laughs> that'd be the most Cleveland thing of all Cleveland things. <laughs> that would be, but luckily there's not. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, the Browns took care of business tonight, beating the Giants in a very boring win, but I'll take a very boring win over a very okay. boring loss any day of the week, especially yeah. after the Jets just beat the Rams today. Right. It yeah. proved that any W in the NFL is a good W. Amen. So, yeah, Sunday night, Browns took care of business on national TV. They are 10 and 4. That's still, I, I, that's still in the same reel. Double digits. But, yeah, <laughs> two games left in the regular season. They have a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a win and with some help next week. So, I don't think we'll be popping champagne, but maybe we will. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's a slim shot, but maybe. <laughs> also, a nice thing next week, we can we can watch a Pittsburgh game and be okay with either either uh, either result because if because Pittsburgh plays uh, the Colts next week, so if they win, that means we're in. Um, if they lose, that means the Steelers lost, which is always good to watch. That's always good. Always good, just like Michigan oh. when they lose. So yeah, no. yeah, it's for sure. Fun next week, but yeah. So for those that celebrate Christmas, have a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a very happy holiday. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the Browns being ten and four. It still doesn't seem real. I'll continue to say that, but the Browns are ten and four in late December. Yeah, everyone have a good Christmas and a good holiday. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.